Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I'm joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful East Podcast. You can connect with us here at the Peaceful East Podcast. You can call us at any time, 24-7-365. Leave us a message, any idea, question, input that you want to have for the show and for Ela at 424-625-5562. That is our number. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com, and you can connect with us online at peacefulease.com. That is the website. Ela, I am super excited for what's going to happen over the next couple of episodes, but I just wanted to say welcome right out of the gate. Yeah, thank you, Mario. Yeah, I'm very excited too, because we received so many questions and comments about the last episode, the constellation, the magic, and I was going through them and I thought, okay, I really can't answer these questions. Like, I have no idea how this thing works, but it works. I, I have the experience, but not the knowledge. So I called up Nicole and she accepted our kind of like invitation with a very short notice and she joined us and we had a short conversation turned longer. So I think we have two episodes with her this time around. Yeah, I'm super excited for this interview because we talked, like you said, about Constellation and I've been fascinated ever since by what you explained, how you just, the experience that you had and how you said people get like this download and they can just live out phases from your life that never happened or could potentially happen, but you can see it from a different perspective. It's just so amazing the way that that works from both a psychological and spiritual aspect, I guess, because it's kind of combining the two together. And it's just, I can't wait to hear what Nicole has to say and how she explains it herself, because how many of these has she conducted constellations, do you think? I know you probably don't know, but if you had to guess... Hundreds, I would say, easily. She's been doing this kind of work a long time. And actually, in our second episode with her, she talks about how she started. And she started coaching when she was 16, apparently. So she has a lot of experience. And she's really unique. So I'm very happy to share her energy with you all. She's been coaching since 1988, I think you mentioned. She has a lot of experience. And that's like a professional qualified coach. Before that, she talks about it. I'll let her like go through it herself in the second episode. Well, it's just some people are born with a gift, no matter how much you study or what kind of qualifications you have. Like I study so much and yet I feel like I have so much to learn from her. She was just born with this gift and she grew it and she shares it unconditionally. So that's beautiful to have such contacts and such guidance. And how did you connect with Nicole? I connected with her through a friend of mine, Ramko, who was the head of a coaching business in Germany. 
he retired <laughs> at the age of 30-something. I went to Spain and he's been living in a small village since then. He's like me a bit, I guess. And one day he mentioned, he said, there is this lady in Hamburg called Nicole and she's very special. You've got to see her. Very, very special. And I'm like, okay, why? Like, how? Tell me more about her. What's special about her? And he was like, mm-mm, just, just like contact her. And when I did, I had a quick Skype call with Nicole and I perhaps didn't call her back for six months because she was so intense. I felt like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this lady is offering more than I thought I wanted. So it took me a while to kind of prepare my grounds for the things she's offering and she gives so unconditionally. So after six months, I contacted her again and I worked with her, like, I don't know, maybe two, three years, which was like, you know, a long time in Nicole's time because she gives so much each time you see her. And then we had these weekly calls together and I learned immensely from her. She really changed my life in that sense. So I'm very happy that she's going to be here with us now and explain how the magic of constellation works. And then in the next episode, she's going to talk about her journey and it's very intimate. So please listen to both. Don't miss out on that. Well, I can't wait to hear them. So let's just cue it up and get, is there anything else that you want to say before we hit the play button on these record on these uh, interviews? That's it. I can't wait. Let's do it. So every time I talk about you and I mention what you do, which is a problem for me because it's so hard to describe. You know, I say like a therapist, but with a special gift that can perform some kind of almost magic. And I don't know if there are the right words to describe what you do because it's not western therapy it's not eastern spirituality it's like it's just nicole you know it's just it's just a very unique mishmash or all-inclusive approach and you do such variety now so you work with companies you work with individuals and you have workshops and you have teachers training or trainers training is that right yes so can you please just tell me quickly about the diversity and what kind of work you do with, and with whom? I started to work with people one-on-one -on -one, and then they asked for having groups and I was a little bit fed up with groups because of my corporate work and I had so many seminars and I said, oh, nah, <laughs> leave me alone with that. But then said, okay, but on the other hand, it's nice to have the synergy, more than two or three people coming together and using all the energy in the room to reflect and to support each other and to build an energy field, which is, of course, much higher than you can provide as a single person. So I said, okay, I'm coming back to groups. And then they say, oh, we want to learn to work like you. I say, yeah, okay, you can do that. But you have to clear up your stuff for that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first thing to do, to be clear in yourself and to be well connected and all that. And to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, who would you help with that? Mm -hmm. You know, because then you can't differentiate between the other and you because you're constantly seeking for attention. And as long as you're sticking for attention in any form, you can't really heal or whatever, give impulses to the outside coming through you because you're busy with feeding yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was the starting point of all that. And then, of course, companies came back. I love complex systems, you know, because a person is a complex system, but groups are complex systems and companies as well. Mm -hmm. And it's all about consciousness. And it's all about compassion and love and freedom. 
And this is what people are seeking for in every context. So I said, I don't care about the context, but I know that people are behaving differently and have different needs in different contexts. But for me, it's just to go into it and try to understand what's up here. So I provide what is needed there because I don't want anything. As soon as I start to want something, even to transform them or whatnot, it would stop immediately. So the entry point is I'm a not wanting person. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I guess, the level of energy which is possible to provide because if you call it it's my energy or it's coming from a higher self or from the universe or the omniverse or from God or whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's empty. And it's, of course, personalized if it comes through a person. Mm-hmm. So we filter it. But if I reconnect from this person back to the environment, then I have the synergy coming through myself already. And this is what people experience and can't claim it or can't name it and pinpoint it. What's the special room they're in? I experience it in companies, for example, where spirituality is sometimes not an issue at all. That people say, oh, it's funny, I I have now positive thoughts again, and and I'm so hopeful that we changed something. I didn't have that for months, and I don't know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I'm smiling and saying, yeah, you just discovered that you have positive strength in you. And then they're happy, because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they say, wait a moment, it's always happening when you're in the room. What does that mean? And I said, nothing. It's only that you can connect them better to yourself. Yeah. And I guess that's it. And if I look around, it's something that I experienced that a lot of people who are really very competent and have a high level of knowledge and of compassion and spiritual awareness and whatnot. But it is often that they are very busy with themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment they limit their impact. And they have some idea of what should be the outcome. If they are walking for peace or if they are walking for freedom or if they are walking for compassion, whatever it is. And it's not a judgment. Please don't get me wrong. It's just an observation that I saw that my life long. It was always that I was striving for overcoming that because my deepest, how to say, it's not vision. It's more than a vision. It is somehow something that's driving me. Like a calling. Yeah, it's a calling. Okay, let's name it like that. My calling is to overcome every limit. It's the big thing you're talking about. How could one drop themselves in that context? Like, how could you leave yourself alone and turn your attention outward? You can't drop yourself. You have to embrace yourself. When you fully embrace yourself, then you don't need anything more. Because then you feel complete and you know about your completion. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing necessary. And that's the moment from where you can really start to blossom. Dropping yourself or smashing the ego, which is in the Eastern philosophy, often the word. I always say, yeah, okay, I understand the idea. But for me, the ego is the interface between our divine self and our worldly self. If we don't have something where it's going through, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to go to the hairdresser and to put some clothes on, I'm judging the moment I do that. 
Yeah, I have to judge it and I have to allow myself to be a person on having mm-hmm. a personality and a character and flaws and preferences. And I like coffee more than uh, whatever tea, for example, the other way around. Doesn't matter. But if I don't judge it and just allow myself to be a person and to embrace it, then I don't have to blame myself for anything. And then with this acceptance, the awareness of who I am, the acceptance that I'm as a person, I'm limited. I can give everything through that might come there. And there is no limit. But of course, I have to accept that as a person in this world, on this planet, I'm limited. I'm limited to the one meter 80 body I have <laughs> and to the voice and to the time scale and whatnot, you know, but that's all fine. It won't stop me. If I understand that the limitless being is the energy, then there is nothing that can stop you. And is this the magic in your workshops, especially the one I attended, the constellation, which we talked about in our previous episode? There was something very special in that room. And what happened, what we experienced all together, will never, ever leave me as an experience. It was very special. If you understand a person as somehow like a filter or something like that, you can see that over the years, the more profound knowledge you have, in-depth knowledge, and I don't talk about the mind knowledge, I talk about heart knowledge as well, and the belly knowledge as well. And if you bring all three in a congruence, then you have, of course, the higher self-knowledge within. And from that deep knowledge, you are able to provide really impulses very concretely to a situation and to an exercise or to a constellation. So it is, of course, an in-depth understanding of the mechanisms of how people go into dynamics, what is the horizontal line of family dynamics, what is the vertical line of spiritual dynamics, and to see them emerge in one person or through one person, and then seeing them interacting and getting what it is. So it is like a sharpened filter or something, so that there is, of course, an impact. A very concrete I have, if I ask a question or move people through the room and say, come on, go over here, please, and try what are you feeling and sensing here. This is something I do with the guidance from somewhere that's coming through, and I don't judge it. And I don't hesitate to follow that. Even if my mind cries out, wow, are you crazy? Uh, It's like, yeah, (laughs) I am. So I follow that impulse and, and I trust that in that sacred room, everything is for the best of everyone. So I don't question the higher impulses coming through. And I trust my competence in being able to really support every situation people can face. So this is the double trust I have. And that is, I think, the the foundation for what you ask for. Yeah, exactly. And I experienced that. Like, it's so vivid in front of my eyes still. When you selected my grandparents and positioned them in a way, when you were finished, what I thought was, this is how I would have done it, if you ask me. It was just perfect. And I was thinking about this today, just before we started recording. How could that be? How could you know that? How could you know whom to choose, which roles to give whom, and how to position them the way I would have myself? Being on a heart level connected to you, because I had 
you as the one seeking for healing and to provide the utmost I'm able to. That's it. Yeah. And not to question it. Yeah, that really, really touched me. That itself was healing to feel such a connection can be established. Yeah. Yeah. So I have so many questions about constellation. A part of me is like dying to ask. A part of me is like saying, you can ask whatever you want. You will never understand the magic. <laughs> so I will like give voices to both. Can you, can you please like try to explain? I don't know if it's possible, but how a constellation works. Like how could these people, once they accept their roles, really have almost like a download of information and emotion about people whom they never met or who may not even be alive. How is this possible? Because we define energy points in the room. If you say you do a constellation and it is your family involved, then there is an energy field and we both together create that. Because you have the knowledge about your family, conscious and unconsciously, and the people around are just open and willing to step into another energy. And then you go into resonance with people, with aspects of the personalities of those people you want to place there. And then you bring them into a certain spot in the room. And the moment you do that, they connect to the energy field of that person. And so it doesn't matter if that person is alive or not. Because the energy will be perhaps overlaid, but it will never be gone. So they can connect to that. And it is a question of the permeability and the awareness level of that person. How good is the download? So now you experienced a group which is working for years with me. And there are some people in it who are really, really highly advanced in the constellation work. Yeah, that was the second question I wanted to ask. I felt like I was in a very special group. Yes. And I could recognize and feel it because everyone was so open and everyone channeled so much. They didn't hold anything back, whether it was painful for them or not. They were there to help for the others. What made that group so special? What was the magic with the group? They understood that every time they step into an energy field for somebody else in order to provide healing energy for the whole system, that this will have an impact on themselves and their own systems. They experience that every time they don't hold back anything, they come to the utmost healing level, which is possible for everyone. It's funny because my heart is saying, yes, that's it. My mind is saying, repeat that again, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, constellation work has two things. Even if somebody is in who never did that before, no clue what's going on. Those people, they are standing there saying, I don't know if I can feel anything from other people. And then they stand there. And then the moment you have finished positioning the people, they look around and say, that's strange. I feel different. And it's really, I don't like that person over there. I don't know that man. I never met him before. But now from this position, I can't see him uh, with, with the loving heart or something. It's just that I don't like him. And then I say, that's strange. Because I sense it's not me really. Because to be honest, I don't know you. No clue who you are. Mm -hmm. But in this position, I can clearly say, I dislike you. So really amazing, saying, wow, that's strange. 
And then, of course, they step into it and then they experience that there is energy flowing through them, which is not personally connected to them. And if it touches a resonance in them, what they experienced in their life, then they have difficulties to differentiate between what is in the role now and what is me. And then I say, just go on. Don't be bothered by that. Because if it's yours, it is because it's bothering you, but you sense the energy of the field. So you don't have to be able to differentiate it. That is what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the job of the facilitator if he's able to differentiate that. And what I experience is, of course, a normal constellation. It's going a little bit different because most people don't go to that depth of energy work in a constellation. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between the school of constellation and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. What is the difference exactly other than the depth? That I'm really clearly working with energy fields and with with my perception of energies going through people and interacting what they can't express Mm -hmm. even then. And I get it. And then I move them also, even if they can't express and can't pinpoint it or are not sure or whatever, I can work with those people because I see it through them. Mm-hmm. Seeing is not right. I, I receive it yeah. differently than seeing, but no matter. Yeah. And I experienced exactly what you said. Somebody selected me to represent a member of their family or friends. I had those emotions like of very sweet dislike all of a sudden of somebody in the room and I didn't know why. And it was very sudden as soon as I accepted the role. And it was very kind of abrupt when you ended the role, for example. And that made me question, how could I experience such emotions so strong, yet they didn't belong to me? And the question was like, what if some of the emotions I feel as myself while I'm being me, don't belong to me. Is that also possible? <laughs> Everything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> like it really made me question my own emotions. Where is this coming from? Does it belong to me? Do I really want to feel this way? <laughs> yeah, you see, emotions are fluid. They are energy in motion, emotions. And so it's not a question if they belong to you or not. They're never yours. It's just that you claim them as yours but you share them with everyone. So if you feel disappointment, 8 billion other people might experience disappointment, but it is, of course, through you, you need your other disappointment and not the Peter disappointment, which is out there somewhere. But the quality of the emotion is available for each and every one. So it is just that you focus energy streams, and these are emotions through people. That's all. And you add some flowing emotions and energies through you to your own, which are connected naturally with you. That's the whole thing. But we do that day-to-day life too. So we kind of, if you think about that, we create, co-create our emotions simultaneously with our environment and with the people around us. Yes. And we choose to believe that and represent that or be that, even claim that emotion that we are angry rather than we feel angry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. And people sometimes define themselves by their emotions and thoughts, but they never are that. The moment they understand that, they have the next level of awareness who they truly are. They understand that they never are their thoughts and emotions, that they 
pick them consciously, unconsciously, and that there is, of course, a dynamic and interaction. If there are two people in the room or even us now, we are creating an emotional space. Of course we do. Even where you are sitting and me hundreds of kilometers away, it doesn't matter, but we create an emotional space here. Mm -hmm. And the contribution is 100% by each of us. Yeah, it's shared. Yes. Yeah. And final question about for this episode, actually, I would love to have you back for another episode. But for this episode, how could you describe the healing aspect of a constellation? It is true that even if you just participate and help someone or just watch, things are happening to you. You will leave that room not as the same person you arrived. But How could you explain that part? What's happening exactly there? There are three steps. The first thing, you are attending that constellation and you are not a representative. You are in the audience somehow <laughs> and you watch it. You connect emotionally to what's going on there. And you perceive resonances out of the field and the other family or issue constellations. As you've seen, it's not only family that we're doing. And of course, you allow yourself to vibrate on another level. So this is expanding your awareness. And of course, expanding your awareness allows a different perspective on yourself and a different level of insight, who you are and how to interact with other people. That's the first level. The second level is you are chosen as a representative. Then you step into the dynamic of the system, and you understand that there is always a choice, that it is not a given how it goes. Because you are staying in a family, for example, which certain behavior is already done and experienced because it's old, childhood level of a person who is, uh, for example, 40 years old. And then you see, okay, that was the chosen behavior back then, but there is another opportunity which those people couldn't see because they were caught up in that context and in that context they didn't have a choice out of them but you have it and nowadays with the backslash there I say oh wait a moment if we turn around a little bit then the context changes and then something else can happen and we do that and it is somehow giving an impulse into the past because it's always a now If we understand time, then it is always now. So we are giving a healing impulse into a family system perhaps 40, 50 years ago. But there is some energy going on. And so it is somehow a little bit smoothed out what was there as peaks. And this is a relaxation for the people in the now, now, <laughs> as they experienced it. And of course, that has an impact to the future now. Because now there is a relaxation, there is something, or there's a release of emotions, of energy, which are not stuck anymore. And then people cry, for example, or they laugh, or they're somehow a little bit hysterical, or whatever it might be, but the emotions are released. And that means they are not stuck, then there are emotions again. It's not just energy, but the energy comes into movement again. And this is healing. Healing is only energy that moves again because the natural state of energy is movement. And what we do is that we unravel what is stuck and then bring that into movement. 
So this is for the representative that he is, ah, okay, and then understanding comes, okay, I see a similar dynamic is a different one, but comparable is in my family. What does that mean? Then the reflection starts. And that process is going on energetically and personally. And then the next level is you are doing your own issue. Then you have the strongest impact because it's your system, which is affected by what's going on directly. And there is the focus. And now I'm coming back into the game because I'm providing the space. I'm giving the impulses. But that person who is doing their own constellation is somehow my focus then. So there is the highest impact you can get to my contribution in the constellation work. And that's level three, so to say. Yeah. And I guess I had level two and then level three and then level one. It was a mix mix and mash of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for explaining the kind of unexplainable. I think now that I had the experience, what you're saying is it makes things clear. But if you never experienced a constellation, this may come across as gibberish. But if we can leave our listeners with some kind of curiosity that anything is possible and you can fix any issue with friends, partners or family, and that there's this thing out there called constellation, And I hope that you will be lucky enough to find someone who's as gifted as Nicole. And if you are in Europe or close to Germany, we will link to her website. Please, please visit her website and see if any of the dates there, anything matches with your schedule, because I would highly recommend that you really consider (laughs) working with her at any level. It can be consolation workshops or also you have uh, online sessions. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for your time. And we hope to see you again, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking these questions and spreading the word, Ella. Ella, that was fantastic. Thank you for inviting Nicole. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on. I just want to say that. And thank you for listening to everyone out there who is listening. I just, that was fascinating. Constellation is something that, even though it's new to me, it's something that I really want to dive into and learn more about. And seeing someone who has been facilitating it and hearing someone who's been facilitating it for so long, it's remarkable. Yeah. And you're in this industry, you know, so many coaches and work with a therapist. And still, I think you told me that this is the first time you've heard of a constellation work. Is that right? It is. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm like a guinea pig because I have people on my podcast who, like you said, are coaches, therapists, consultants, all kinds of different. And a lot of times so that we can have better conversations, they'll do a session on me. So I've been hypnotized. I've had past life regressions. <laughs> I've done scans on my mind. I've done personality tests. And so I've tried everything and I'm open to everything. And this is the first time that I've heard of Constellation when you brought it up on the previous episode. Yeah. And I hope one day you will visit me when I'm in Berlin and we can go and do this together in Hamburg. And if you're listening to this and if you're in Germany or nearby, it's definitely worth the trip, really. It's been life changing for me. Now, while we are recording this episode, it's already been three weeks since I got the constellation work done. And it's been working in the background and it's shifting and changing. And I shared my experiences with my mother and she said she could see everything I described like a movie. And she was in tears of joy all the time. And she asked me how everything could be so accurate. 
It was just fascinating. And she told me some details about my father and the family that I didn't know about. And she said she remembered those memories thanks to the constellation work. And she was surprised that people really have this ability to download almost energetically all these experiences and emotions. And it was so nice to share this work with her and see the impact of this work also on my mother too. So I hope our listeners will also get some parts from it, some energy from it. And if you know anyone who knows someone who facilitates such work, please make sure that it's like recommended with friends. Just don't Google someone random because things can go wrong. But if you have the ability to attend one, please do so. It's really a unique opportunity. I had to wait four or five years for this. It's amazing stuff as always, Elon. I want to remind people that they can visit Nicole at youchangeug.com. That is her website. It's the letter U, changeug.com. For those of you listening in if you speak English, <laughs> when you go to the website, it's going to be in German. But in the upper right-hand corner, there is an English version. So you don't have to use your browser. You just click in the upper right-hand corner on English, and you will have access to Nicole's English version of her website, which is laid out pretty interesting. I was tinkering with it a little bit the way it's almost like a map where it takes you to different yeah. places and you click on different things. So it's really cool. Go at least check out her website because anyone can check out the website. So start there. And then if you have the capability of actually experiencing it, and if you do it, we'd love to hear some feedback about that. Yeah. And if you have more questions about Constellation, because we couldn't cover everything in 20 minutes, but do contact Nicole. She's the expert because I really feel... It's not my expertise. I was just blessed to be there and experience it and benefit from it. But hopefully she can give you a better answers than I can. And there's part two of your interview coming up on the next episode. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's exciting. I can't wait to hear part two. So Ela, is there anything you want to leave people with before we sign off and gear up for part two? I think this time I will just say, listen to the part two. It's like Nicole talking about her work and how she kind of discovered herself and her gift as a very young age. And I found it very inspiring because we all have such gifts. We are all healers here. We all came here for a purpose. And if you are still wondering, okay, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What's my gift? I hope this episode will inspire you. Thank you so much, Ela, once again for everything and for doing the interviews. And thank you for everyone listening. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca, and we look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.